Blog Talk Radio. Get their goals started this year and be on a, 
a good way in their health. And also I'd like to dedicate this to my father-in-law, Herb Lakin, who he, he uh, celebrates his 81st birthday today. So happy birthday to him. And also I, I wish uh, the listeners out there in, in the East Coast or New Jersey, uh, please drive safely if you're listening. Um, I'm thinking about you. I want you to be safe. Uh, it's snowing. We should probably be getting almost eight inches. So everybody out there listening, I hope everybody drives safe and you enjoy the program. So I wanted to let everybody know that one of the things that's really important here is we all have to be resilient always and never let up. Anytime we want a goal to, to be accomplished, we have to really think about two strong things. One is how committed are you to a goal and also what emotional uh, value do you have? What it, You really need to look at a couple different things. So today our topic is the psychology of weight loss. And being that I'm not a professional as a doctor, but I give you um, advice based on information I received from other experts. So the experts you're going to be receiving information from is from an article I read with Dr. Keller and Dr. Rankin. Okay, uh, they're gonna, we're going to be talking about psychology of weight loss. We're going to uh, ask different questions about that, and hopefully today you can get a different outlook on your weight loss management issues. Okay, um, so one of the things that we do need to look at is are you unable to manage your weight, and do you feel that if uh, you're weak-willed, that this is part of your problem with weight, uh, losing weight. But before I keep going, I just remind myself that I didn't tell everybody, if you want to call into the show, feel free to do so. I would love to hear from you, comments or questions. The phone number is 516-418-5979. 516-418-5979. This is Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives, Episode 11. Now, last episode was last year, and it was about bullying. So hopefully you enjoyed that one. And just remember, you could always hear these podcasts um, later on at iTunes by the same name, Getting Healthy Today. So there are certain factors that influence uh, our behavior. So why is it difficult for most people to lose weight? And Dr. Keller, who's an obesity psychologist uh, of uh, the behavioral health uh, at WeightWise, a bariatric program in Oklahoma City. The human body and brain are designed to eat. That's right. Our human body is designed to, to eat, and this is why losing weight can pose so many challenges for all of us. So Dr. Keller feels that one of the problems that we need to do is we need to understand how an inter- individual is looking at their their weight. Now, they may uh, look at themselves as being emotionally unstable or being lazy, but this is not the factor. There's other factors. There's genetic factors that influence someone's behavior, and there's biological factors, and they're not acting alone. So Dr. Keller feels that um, we need to look at how advertising has put us in a situation where we um, – have a difficult time losing weight. Now, one of the things that has plagued the obesity uh, problem is we have to understand how we can change our eating habits. Uh, change our eating habits is so difficult because, like we said, there are some external factors, but there are also some internal factors. So we have to really think about a stronger mindset. 
So why can't we make uh, a decision to lose weight? Well, like we said, there's different factors. And now Dr. Rankin, who is a behavioral specialist, says the key part of this problem is we need to have more control or self-control of our behavior. And we don't realize that we have not as much control sometimes as we would like to have. So stress, anxiety, and addiction can limit the conscious control that we have over our behaviors. So what drives our behaviors, you might ask? Dr. Rankin believes that it is our brain chemistry, habits, and addiction, which and states of consciousness that we uh, need to be more aware of. And we are emotionally involved in the situation, and we are rational uh, thinkers. You know, we, we want to do things in a rational way, but we're not rational in our, uh, we're not rational beings with emotions. So we have to be aware of if we are stressed, depressed, or addicted, we, we have to realize that uh, we're going to take more chances and we need to be more disciplined as a result of all this. So it's really important that we understand that we have to be a disciplined individual when the process of change happens. Now, there is a I, – I have done um, a recording that some of you might be interested in and in, in listening to, and I can give it to you for free. Just, uh, you know, contact me on Facebook. And it stages a change, which is very similar to this kind of stuff that we have to realize that there is a sense of readiness. We all have uh, a need for to change, but we have to understand where we are in the spectrum of change. So we need to understand that there's readiness that has to take place. If we're not extremely ready and we're not 100% committed or we don't buy into the situation that we want to do this and we're not compelled to do it, then we're not going to do it. So we really need to be emotionally connected to the situation. We really need to have desire. So when we have a strong desire to change and the willingness to change, we're going to do it. So it's definitely proven that this happens. All right. Right now, let's uh, take a small break, um, hear this message for a little bit, and I'll come right back to you. It starts with something little. It starts with something little. Tiny changes in the brain. It can happen to anyone. A request for information. A simple donation. Things anyone can do. It steals your memories, your independence, your loved ones. It ensures care, support, a breakthrough. And one day. And one day. Sooner than you'd like. Sooner than you think. You die from Alzheimer's disease. We cure Alzheimer's disease. Do one little thing to help end Alzheimer's disease. The next click, call, or donation gets us closer to ending America's sixth leading cause of death. And that's big. Alzheimer's Association. The brains behind saving yours. Okay, we're back. Uh, that commercial is uh, really dedicated to my mother because she passed away from Alzheimer's. So if any of you out there that unfortunately have someone or loved one that you know dealing with this unfortunate disease, you know, there is a definite 
uh, way to get more information. If you want to go to www.alz.org, this organization is really uh, amazing. Now, I'm, I'm, there is other organizations that are also amazing, um, but this one really helped me a lot because they answer all your questions. I mean, you can call their 1-800 number, and it just is amazing. But I can't remember the exact phone number because it's the uh, I, you know, I don't remember it right now. But if you go to www.alz.org, um, they're so helpful. You ask them a question about Alzheimer's, and they will help you. So when they uh, they were able to help me when I had some issues with my mom and didn't know what to expect, they were able to give me some of that information. So hopefully all of you can find that information and may be helpful to you if you have somebody that you know with that problem. So going back to weight loss management and going back to this idea of psychology of weight loss, you know, one of the things that I learned through this research I've done and, and also working in the field of um, mental health and addiction, um, they all kind of come together. I've been in the field for like 21 years, um, and I'm currently uh, in business to help other people with their health and financial goals, too. Um, and helping them uh, find solutions. So when you're looking to lose weight, um, you have to ask yourself some things. Well, one of the things I'm going to give you is uh, five tips that I got from Dr. Rankin. And uh, one of them, he says, this is the first one, uh, focus on a change of heart, not a change of mind. So that's really interesting. Um, so getting in touch with your deepest desires first is so essential in getting, yourself, in getting yourself ready for this process. What people don't realize is that, like, when I've lost 56 pounds and I lost 14 and a half, almost 15 pounds on the 2040 challenge um, that I offer in my business, the only reason I did that was because I seriously knew that I needed to lose weight for a specific reason and I had a strong desire to do it. Um, the only reason, and that was the most I've ever lost, was 56 pounds. Can you imagine 56 pounds? and 14 or 15 pounds in another program. So every program I've tried, there were some failures I had, and that, those failures were because I really, I knew that I wasn't really committed. If I go back in history, one of the reasons why I wasn't so uh, good at it was because I didn't really put my whole 100% into it. I probably did it very, um, went through the motion, so to speak. So you really got to dig deep and do some soul searching. And, you know, a lot of people don't do that. They don't really look at the, uh, the importance of really, you know, think about what is the positive and negative consequence. So I'm going to talk to you about something called consequential thinking. Um, I use this uh, very full in helping people with addictions as well. Um, but we could use it here in weight loss management and trying to change to something new. Most people don't like change because it's uncertain. You don't know what's going to happen, and you don't know what outcomes you're going to have. So if you knew that you were, if you had a vision that you could see yourself losing 15, 10, no matter what, how many pounds it was, what does that do for your self-confidence? What does that do for your lifestyle? What does that do for your overall health? What are some questions that you're asking? Why? You have to ask the question, why are you losing weight, and why is losing weight such a desire for you to have? Most people um, go about it the wrong way. They may want to lose weight because someone else is looking at them and they feel self-conscious and they don't want to be embarrassed because they're overweight. But really, are you do, what are you doing for as a, as a reason to do this? I mean, are you doing it for the right reasons? Are you doing it for your own internal reasons? So a lot of times people don't realize if you internalize what you want to do and change, the change will become you. You become the change that you try to become. So 
if you want to lose five pounds, you have to see what is the outcome if I lose five pounds. How am I going to feel? What are the emotions attached to that experience? Um, if you get a job and you're unemployed, what does getting the job actually going to do for you? So when you're getting a job, it does a lot of things. It puts you in a more purposeful feeling. You feel accomplished. You, uh, I know when I was unemployed twice for six months on average, I was kind of depressed uh, and, and not feeling good about myself. And I felt, oh, my God, I'm never going to get this. But when I stayed resilient, and that's what we have to do, we've got to be resilient. How do I get there? What's the way that I'm going to do this? I need to be ongoing. I need to be relentless about changing my thoughts and changing my behavior. So when we change our thoughts and we change our behavior, a different outcome will take place. So that's really the, the biggest essential ingredient to making change occur. What most people do is instead of embracing the changes that could happen and make their life better, we have fear. So fear puts that kind of burden on someone, and that fear pulls people back or repels them away from trying to make their life a different situation. Um, I forget the exact acronym, but I'm going to loosely base it on it's false event appearing real. That's what they say fear is. I mean, I could be wrong about what those different letters mean, but that's kind of like what I'm saying. False events appearing real, false, uh, you know, anything that you look at, it's you are putting or projecting certain thought or feeling into something. So if I project I'm never going to make something happen, guess what? I'm never going to make it happen. It's just, it's just that simple. Uh, if, if you desire something right now, I don't know where you are right now listening to this, but if you look at something in your life that you want, so bad. Let's say you want that best relationship possible. You want a brand new car. You want the best job. You want more education. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Probably fear. Like, how can I get there? How am I going to reach that idea of getting that particular goal accomplished? So goal setting is great. You can write your goals down and, and experts say write your goals down, and that's absolutely true. We've got to write our goals down. They have to be in front of us. Because what they say is out of sight, out of mind. So if I have five goals, lose weight, uh, get a new job, maybe get a promotion, um, improve my business, improve my health, those things are written down. Those never get done unless they're written down and they're in front of me and I see them every day. And then I, I look to see how much I've accomplished on each of those goals every single day. So we need to do something every single day for each one of those goals. So in my case, five goals, let's say, those five goals have to be dealt with every single day for a small increment of time so that they actually get looked at. So when we don't look at something, it doesn't get looked at, right? So you, you have to look at the situation and determine what is needed. What resources do you need to get that situation accomplished? So self-confidence and success comes from discipline. So going back to the tips that Dr. Rankin had said, uh, once again, focus on a change of heart, not a change of mind. Get in touch with your deepest desires, okay? Think of the consequences, like I said. Think of the changes that you make. If I were to change, how would my life be better? Number two, practice self-discipline, just like I've been saying. Practice self-control and stop making excuses for why you need to do something else. So you need to resist the temptation 
And then ask yourself, if I resist that temptation, how will my life be better in that result? Number three, eliminate or reduce sugary and fat-laden foods. So that's one of the things he said. Get rid of the sugars in your in your uh, lifestyle. Now, what I try to do is I try to limit the amount of intake of soda and coffee, and I use my product called Spark. If you want to know about that, let me know. That's been very helpful in uh, reducing my my drinks of soda and other stuff. So um, the reason why you want to get rid of these sugar uh, and fat-laden foods is that at a cellular level, um, things start to change. The brain um, has some something called physical dependence. Some of you have heard that because if you know someone with drugs or alcohol problems, there is um, a change at the cellular level. And then there's psychological dependence where the habitual behavior – um, the person is trying to satisfy an internal need. So they emotionally feel they need what it is they need. So you can eat a certain food, and I've talked about this in my other posts on Facebook, um, emotional eating, and that becomes attached to an emotion. Uh, when we have certain things like emotions, strong emotions like depression, anxiety, um, worry, these are all things that could perpetuate our ability to eat more and more because we haven't addressed the emotional problems that we may be having. So a lot of times we think it's an eating problem, but it really is an emotional problem. We haven't addressed the emotional problems that we're having. And then there are times where you might have to go to a professional, like a psychologist, psychiatrist, and see what they need to help you with. You know, you may need that professional help with some of your emotional instability issues that you may have. But it definitely has to be addressed because that could be also causing your problems with weight loss. Uh, The other thing is, um, make a history, make your history your teacher and not your jaw, your jawler. So what that means is acknowledge what you are doing right and wrong and don't be a burden on yourself. So a lot of people just like take it so strongly. They, if they have a bad day when they're on a, you know, I hate to say the word diet, but when they're on a program helping them to weight manage, you get really bad on yourself if you do something that goes against what you're supposed to be doing. Now, we remember, folks, we're human beings. We make mistakes. So it's, how do we minimize the mistakes we make? So, and, and understand that when you're going through any kind of program out there, I don't care where, what it is, Weight Watchers, uh, any of the companies that are out there, you know, each program is successful because of the person within the program. So the programs are very great. All programs are great. It's just you. What do you do with the program that you're involved in? So no matter what company you use, they're all great. But the thing is, it's you that has to make the program work for you. So you have to understand what kind of person are you. Some people need a little bit more push. So the last step in this five tips by Dr. Rankin, which is amazing, let me just great, it's really simple, is you need to surround yourself by people who are actually going to support what you're trying to do. So if you have some negative people that are inconsistent about helping you feel better about yourself and, and helping you get some help with that, um, you got to surround yourself with different people. You know, if, if people are so negative about you in, in your uh, in your weight journey, then you know what? They're not. They shouldn't be a part of your your weight journey. You should exclude them for a little while, or, or don't give them as much attention as uh, you would like, because they're not there to support you. You need people that support you, and that is also another factor that people don't realize in the success of weight management is having people that really support you. Of course. Uh, another great thing is I've actually lost weight with my wife. So when I've lost weight with another person, that also increases the likelihood for you to be successful. So if you're out there with a boyfriend, girlfriend, 
anything, any significant other that you may have. Um, it's really important that you see if they want to help you and maybe be a part of the same process. Maybe they want to lose weight as well with you. That also increases the likelihood you're going to do well because you don't feel alone in the process um, and you're not going to feel as critic, uh, being criticized by others. Now, a lot of people criticize you because they may be jealous of you. Ever think about that? Sometimes people do that because they want to be where you are and you had the strength to do what they couldn't do and you're a much stronger person than they are and they may uh, envy you because of that. So there's a lot of factors that influence people and how they respond to you on your goals. So remember, folks, a goal, you need to do it for 90 days usually for it to stay as a lifestyle. 21 days, they say the experts, is to get it started and become uh, a different habit. So when we want to change a behavior, we need to give it 21 to 28 days. Now, when you think about 90 days, think about a job. When the, the person gives you 90 days, they want to make sure that you understand the culture of the job, understand the job's duties, uh, get, how do you get along with other people, how do you get along with other people within the organization, the people that are higher up. All those things are factored in as to whether you're going to stay there or not. So if they have any inclination that you're not going to be able to stay there and do well, guess what? They probably could get rid of it. Now, they can get rid of you after 15 years. There's people that get rid of people after 15 years. But those are all different circumstances. But traditionally speaking, if you're losing weight, don't get discouraged. There's going to be times where you're not going to uh, lose weight anymore. It's going to plateau, like experts say. So just keep remind, reminding yourself that the fact that you've made the change up to that point is so much greater than what you're about to go into next. So the fact that you started is so much more important. So remember that. So, folks, if you uh, want more tips, want more information, please feel free to get in touch with me at Facebook at Getting Healthy Today, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're almost wrapping up our show today. Uh, next week, uh, I haven't decided what I'm doing next week, but if you please go to my website, uh, I'm mean, sorry, my website, my uh, Facebook page, Getting Healthy Today, and let me know what topics are interesting to you. And again, uh, you can always call into the show, 516 418 5979. And so we're going to leave you with this great song. I'd like to uh, thank the article that I read from Dr. Rankin, Dr. Keller. Um, I'd like to give. Um, special attention to my theme song and the group Unspoken. Definitely check out their music. They're awesome. Um, And the good fights. Remember, folks, we're fighting the good fight. I'm here fighting for you to get you uh, in a better mindset. So remember, strong mindset is important. Understand your emotional uh, stuff, and let's get started. So have a great day, folks. See you next week. Don't forget to check me out on blogtalkradio.com. Getting help slash getting help.
Daddy Healthy today. Episode 12 will be coming back to you next Saturday at 11.30.